Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hello, just gone four o'clock. Max Rushton in for Paul today. Charlie Baker in for Annie. And what a show that's been, oh, Charlie. what a show. Thank goodness it's over, but what a great, great show. We had Alan Carr on, didn't we, Max? Yeah. He was good. Yeah, Alan Carr, professionally funny. Professionally funny, came on, didn't know. It was to preview Northampton v Exeter, wasn't it? And who did he say Trevor Morley was going to... Uh, yeah, <laughs> you, you'll hear that, you'll hear that. 59 years old, Trevor Morley. Uh, also, uh, we had Autobiography Wars, that was good. And then David Prutton and his lovely hair came on too, so... That's... We did some other stuff. Yeah. Here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Good afternoon, Max. You've said that... Um, Alan Carr's going to be giving us a preview of the League 2 playoff yeah, that's final. That's why we've got him I on the show. I don't think it's going to be a huge preview it's of it. It's not going to be not a lot of insightful tactics. I think we'll what to look out it. for in tonight's game, I think. <laughs> I, I think he's going to more talk about Epic Game Show. And, but, of course, his dad was manager of Northampton. Mm, it's, it's a very good book. Town. It's a very good book. As on that subject, we were talking about you know Northampton, Exeter. Ooh, yeah. And they're playing tonight at Wembley we behind... City. We hate City. ...behind closed doors. And... and you know, aside from direct local rivals, yeah. are there two teams that stir up less emotion in you than Northampton and Exeter? I mean, I th- sort of Mansfield sprung to mind. I put this out on Twitter. I don't think, I would sound like, I don't want to get sensationalist about this. Yeah. My Twitter has exploded. But a lot of people are so indifferent about Reading. It's, <laughs> it's sort of beyond belief. <laughs> so we'll add to this, the 829 on text, yeah. the football team that stirs up no emotion, no love, no hate, just complete indifference. You know they... Barry Glendening immediately said Gillingham. You know, the, the, that oh, team yeah. that you know is there, a lot of people say on this about Reading, that's the team that when you do a Sporkle quiz, <laughs> that's the one you don't get in the all the teams that have been in the Premier League. You remember yeah, Oldham lovely, Athletic, yeah, of course, yeah. but you never remember Reading. So the yeah. team that stirs up nothing in you, absolutely yeah. nothing, the one that, the one you have to really think... Oh, that they do exist. When their result comes up, you don't really know where they play. No. You don't really know what league they're in. No. Uh, just something that stirs absolutely nothing in you, please. Uh, no, as we all. look ahead to Northampton, Exeter. With all due respect. Pure to, indifference. Yeah. Um, also, I've got a theory about Exeter City, which is A, they are the worst team. Okay, you have some bias here. Yep. And B, yeah. no one actually supports them. Right. No, I mean, only the people like who go now and again support yes. them. Yeah. You can't think of one fan of them you can't think of one ex-player there's nothing they've got nothing about them <laughs> nothing at all. have they 
Absolutely nothing about them at all. <clears throat> well, Exeter fans can uh, they can contest that as well. Eight ten eighty nine. If you'd like to, we won't get anyway. We won't get any. No one. Will, nothing. No one, nothing will nothing happen at all. You can ask for Exeter fans all you like. We won't get any texts. Also, um, obviously, uh, there's a serious side to Andre Gray having that party, inviting mm. uh, Keener and Chalabar to it, and should the obviously it's a dumb thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. In the middle of a pandemic when you're in a relegation crisis. Was it just those three at the party? Well, that's the question. How do the how do you know, Watford lost yesterday, but was it as much because Craig Cathcart was feeling upset that he wasn't invited yeah, that's true, yeah. to the party? How does our friend Ben Foster feel about this? Did Someone has find a birthday. out about it afterwards. What if you, you know, you're just, you know, you're there at home on your own and you look at your Instagram and you see that someone's having a party, you're not invited. It's a very sad moment for people. If, when you're not invited to a party, it sticks with you. Ben Foster's sitting there waiting to play on his Xbox yeah. with someone. He wants to play Call of Duty or exactly. Fortnite or something. Yeah. And he's wondering, why is no one online? Where's Where? Andre Gray? Where's <laughs> Andre Gray's always playing Fortnite. Yeah. He's yeah. always here to play. <laughs> a, a Gray 111. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to play against him? So, you know, so if also, yeah, if there was a, uh, a party that, that you weren't invited to yeah. as a youngster and it's still stuck with you or a wedding you weren't invited to something you weren't invited and you'd like to share that pain like a lot of the Watford squad Nigel Pearson he might think I know I'm a bit older I know I don't want to mix with but it'd be nice I wouldn't have wanted to go anyway but it would have been nice to be invited maybe that's why Ben Foster did that terrible mistake in the game yesterday I know he's a friend of yours Max yes he is friend of the I show. did feel sad about that he made a huge mistake didn't yes, he he did throw it to Danny Ings it's true yeah <laughs> and um, um, I'll tell you the most famous football party is Jamie Vardy isn't it of course, mm-hmm, of course. imagine if you weren't invited oh. to Jamie Vardy's party because it's not like it hadn't been advertised I bet there was one Leicester player that didn't get an invite <laughs> do you think just there why is there there are Where two whatsapp groups there's the Leicester <laughs> whatsapp group uh, with Christian Fuchs in it and without Christian Fuchs and Poor old Christian Fuchs. I didn't know about that. I just didn't know about that party. So yeah. we like to say, for those Watford players that weren't invited to that party, I feel really um, sorry for you. Also, Charlie, and I forgot to do this oh, on yeah. Saturday. Okay. Here's, a, here's a quiz for you. Oh, lovely. You've, been, you've, you've sort of trailed ahead to the quiz. <laughs> yeah, it's just not that. In our private life. Yeah, I would very like much. to say, this will be an anticlimax. Okay. On Friday evening, uh, we did the show on Friday. And then uh, I decided to we decided to get pizza for dinner from a little okay. little restaurant nearby Lovely. my house. Show off, someone's doing all right. Thank you very much. Uh, two pizzas for two people. Ooh, hey. Pretty wild it was too. Sorry you weren't invited well, to my pizza party. I feel very much <laughs> just for like me Ben Foster. <laughs> just for me and just for me and my wife. Yeah. And um, I so I'm stood there waiting for. They said ten minutes, but it's always fifteen minutes. So I'm waiting there for five. No, minutes. you're all right. Leave oh. it, mate. That's <laughs> what I'd say. It's I've too long. My, yeah, I've got my car. I've got hazards on. I'm yeah, illegally sure. parked. Renegade. That's yeah. probably the most dangerous thing I've got done your in my Eden's life. On. Your Eden hazards. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then these, this scouser walks in and he's, and he's like, hey, can I get a beer here, please? And he's with his mate. And I'm like, okay. And I th- then I look at his mate and I think, I really recognise who that is. Okay. So I'm saying it's Hollywood A slash B list. Okay. Liverpool fan, right? Okay. And I... British I, or... Uh, British, yes. British. Yeah. Liverpool fan. Liverpool fan. And I, I didn't know he was a Liverpool fan. Hollywood. Hollywood. Proper Hollywood. I'm saying... I googled a list... This is less of a quiz, more of a... Who am I? It's more of a... It's, it's more of a... It's, it's going, Kelly, for, going for gold. Going for gold. Play tectonics. Who am I? Play tectonics for four points, will you play your pass? So, on a list of famous Liverpool fans, 
He was on the same list as Jason Isaacs, Damian Lewis, Stephen Graham, mm. Samuel L. Jackson, Daniel Craig, Brad Pitt. I, he's not. He's in that mix, but, oh, but you know, I don't know. No, I don't know any there footballers. Yeah. I don't know any actors either. Um, I, I did. What? For, give me a sort of era of film so, you've been in. Well, he was very recently in a series, uh, the best comedy program that exists, mm. and he uh, sort of you know mid two thousands probably is Heidi High. Um, yes, super Pollard. <laughs> Jeff Paul Shane isn't with us anymore. So anyway, but my Jeff. so so here's the here's the Jeffrey thing. Holland. Here's the, th- <laughs> here's the thing, though. For a second, I thought it was uh, Phil Red. I was like, who supports Liverpool? It's like Phil Redman. Isn't Phil Redman. No, Phil Redman is the, is the producer of Brookside. <laughs> it's not Phil Redman because he's like 20 years younger. And then I thought, oh, it's one of the McGanns. And it wasn't any of the McGanns, oh, right? Okay. So I did have to go on Google, which is, you know, okay. Which sort of un- if, if it were Brad Pitt, I wouldn't have had to Google it. No, but I was like, I really know who that is. So that is just for you. That's, okay, um, can I have can I have a bit of time on it? Well, you got till four o'clock. Tease the, tease the listeners along until four o'clock. So yeah, well, uh, just a just a few examples of teams you're completely indifferent oh, yeah. to. And he's, I couldn't tell you why, but Middlesbrough—they're just sort of there. There's nothing <laughs> either redeeming or offensive about them. Not an away trip you look forward to, but no one, but not one you think. Ah, oh, do we have to really go there? They should play in grey or. Beige. Emmanuel says Bournemouth. I have at some point given a bleep about Kievo Verona. I have never cared about Bournemouth. Uh, Nick yep. has given us a full list here. Reading, Fulham, Rochdale, Watford, Exeter, Shrewsbury, Gillingham, Southend, Colchester, Crawley, Grimsby, Mansfield, Stevenage. Just a list of names you can't yeah. hate, but you but don't make you fuzzy inside either. Mansfield. Mansfield? Question mark. When I was an army cadet instructor, I trained a young lad who had a trial at Mansfield. I've always looked out for them since then. Shocking. That's from Carlin Whitney. And it goes again. We did have this conversation on Friday which is the bigger team Mansfield or Torquay oh, that's a huge question and everyone's heard of Torquay so obviously Mansfield there another vote for Torquay yeah. uh, Nifty Palms says I keep forgetting that Burton has a club it isn't just my supplier <laughs> of cheap is good, Burton is a good one I'm not, I've been to Burton Albion <laughs> and it's good fun but that is a really good one you do so, forget so there, there you go still um, no extra fans getting in touch which is good not one so uh, so yes teams you're indifferent to please that, 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 that stir no emotions in you and uh, parties you weren't invited to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Uh, good afternoon everybody Max Rush and Charlie Baker with you till four here's a text oi Max we've noticed that Craig Cathcart is your current comedy go-to name for Watford related stories mm. he's a Northern Ireland legend please cease and desist Mrs Cathcart do you think that is Mrs Cathcart I should hope so, yeah, I hope so yeah. anyway were you, a bit dis- you were quite disrespectful to Craig Cathcart though. I'd like to apologise to the entire Cathcart family we are. Uh, right so still, no, still no texts from uh, extra fans so many extra fans <laughs> raging with you anyway they play Northampton tonight at Wembley no fans there uh, let's talk to a celebrity Northampton town fan uh, about Epic Game Show as well on ITV Alan Carr joins us Alan how are you Hello, love. How are you? Very good, Alan. Very nice. Nice to hear from you. Looking forward to the football? Yes. Can't wait. I told my brother, I said, I'm going on talk sport to talk about football. He said, I'm going to listen because that sounds car crap. (laughs) (laughs) We're hoping, Alan, for a a forensic tactical breakdown of how Northampton have been playing this season. Hmm. Well, I am your man. Bring it on. (laughs) They're quite physical. The only reason I got involved in this is that... Oh, I can hear myself. Can you turn it down so I don't hear myself? Oh, yeah, sure. Is your radio's not on? Is, is your radio is it really... on, Alan? Or... No, I, got, I don't even listen to talk sports. Oh, that's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> You're missing out, <laughs> Alan. You're missing out. It's great fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
You should listen to it. You're on it at the moment. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah it's very good. <laughs> no, uh, so why did you, so you've got a cardboard cutout of yourself next to Shaquille O'Neal at Wembley. Is that right? Yeah, I got this phone call to say, um, you know, do you mind your um, image being used at Wembley? <laughs> And so me and my dad, uh, yeah, there's, apparently there's a big cutout of me there. I, I've seen it. Yeah. And they, yet again, it's like, you know, Poundland, when they have those Alan Carr masks in. Well, I've been replaced <laughs> by Ryland now. They, they used to, they just cut round the chins. Oh. You know, cut into the chins. Cut into the chins. Don't so leave I, the chins I'm on. there, and I'm in the front row. It's amazing at Wembley, because oh. my brother, he's, he's all over it and everything, yeah. and he keeps sending me photos. My poor dad, he's a few seats behind. <laughs> that's celebrity for you. That's show yeah, exactly. business. That's show business. <laughs> and you're next to Shaquille O'Neal. I, I, I presume you normally sit next to Shaquille O'Neal at Sixfield, Seems the two of you together. Oh, yes. The old county ground days. I'd often ring up Shaq and say, do you want to go and support? Now, now your dad, uh, your dad's got a, a bar named after him at Sixfields, isn't he? Yeah, Carl's Bar. Yeah, I don't know how long it took him to come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really sweet. And my dad, I think he's been—he's become an honorary member, so he can go down and watch the cobblers whenever he wants. So that's really sweet. Well, that's great. Now you've also got on at the moment, which something is, which is, uh, I think, such a brilliant idea, and especially for someone as talented. I think Alan is one of our most talented, talented performers in this country, Max. If you can see... I say, Alan, he says this about everyone no, no, when we no. have if him on. No, no, no. If you see Alan's two, uh, oh. t- two of his uh, live DVDs, okay. he's a most brilliant, brilliant live stand-up. Really, oh, absolutely brilliant. No. But you've got on at the moment Epic Game Show, which is all those brilliant formats that are sort of 70s, 80s, and, and so it's Play Your Cards Right on Saturday, wasn't it? Is there a better show than that? Do you know what? They just don't, they don't make them like that anymore. Mm. And, and the trouble with me is, it, it's in my DNA, those kind of, in all of our DNAs. Mm. I grew up watching Brucey, but, so I had to sort of go to, um, you know, game show cam, but I had to learn all the rules. But, you know, I, you know, they would do well, and I'd go, do they do well? And then like, oh. <laughs> no. Nice to see you. And I was like, no. <laughs> but I weren't mocking him. It's just, we've all grown up with Sir yeah. Bruce, and he's just there, isn't he? And yeah. then, I mean, and saying, like, I've got bullseye on Saturday, but oh, what right. made me laugh was, well, the non-darts players are still rubbish. <laughs> They've <laughs> not practiced. You used to watch it and yeah. they'd like throw it and it's like, you know, I love current affairs, Jim. Oh, it's history. <laughs> history you've go, got. Would you? <laughs> yeah, you'd have a bit of a go before. This is like prime time ITV 730. It, it was magical. It's magical doing them. It's so much fun. Are you still giving away on Bullseye a tankard of cat, hard cat? I remember Just growing cash. up thinking, that is all I want is that much cash. You can't get more cash than that, I used to think. Oh, I know. Amazing. It was going, it's going to take me two minutes to count this out, <laughs> it? And then that would rotate the thing. Because when you watch the old ones on Challenge, it's so slow. Yeah. You couldn't have that these days. Watching a board with a dartboard, <laughs> rotate, and everyone's just watching it. And you're like, oh, but no one cared back then because it was a Sunday night. Yeah. You got school the next day. You're having a bath when the credits go up. I mean, I... When that bully cartoon used to pop his head round and go, <laughs> explaining to kids today, that was like us watching Jurassic Park. 
We were like, how does that happen? Bully, how's that? How's he doing that? What I like, what I like about, when you watch those old old shows on Challenge TV, um, or whenever there's a repeat on, you um, the, the, they they haven't been cast. The, the, the people who are on the shows are just like very very normal people. Some of them don't speak or can't speak or like have no story. Tell us about the time you went to Taramalinos. Well, Jim, we went and the plane was late. And did you get there in the end? Yes. <laughs> like that's the story. Whereas now in they're all like your fifty-five years. There's nothing funny <laughs> happening. Yeah, yeah. That's all you've got, is it? Yeah, that's all I've got. It's my best story. Um, Alan, there's a in in the paper today. Stephen Mulhern is talking about how how difficult it's going to be to do catchphrase behind closed doors. Obviously, you're talking about football fans not being in stadiums. I don't know when you recorded the epic game show, but are you doing it behind closed doors? Is it is it harder without an audience, or did you do this well, months no, no, ago? We filmed it. We filmed it ages and ages. Oh. And you know what it's like in TV? I actually filmed a uh, Christmas special. So, I mean, you know, I'm there in my Speedos eating a Calippo, and then you're like, Merry Christmas, everyone. Years ago. So, obviously, I'd love to do more. Mm. I Hopefully, there's more coming. They've been a big success. The ratings have been amazing. Oh, so thank, I know people can't leave the house because of lockdown, but thanks <laughs> for watching anyway because there are other channels. I really appreciate I, it. Of all those old um, ones, what's your favourite well, one t- Take your pick, one of them. Is that open the box? Is that, is that take the money, That's open the box? It, is yeah. that that one? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I mean, my favourite was play your cards right. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. Just, but I was getting all the catchphrases mixed up because what I was doing was I was doing one, then I had a day off, and then I learned strike it lucky. Then I had a oh, day yeah. off, and then I learned... And that's a lot of formats, a lot of catchphrases <laughs> to think of. So I was going, you get nothing for a bed, not in this pair, and the whole audience went, you what? <laughs> you what? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what? Well, good. Yeah, well, so absolutely I, I brilliant. I love play your cards. I mean, I just think it is spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Did you, do you still have um, Come On Dollies do your dealing, or have you got... Is it slightly well, slightly I more mean, woke? It did make me laugh because um, we had the woman on, and obviously we can't... You know, we live in a world now with sexism, you know, can't do all this. So I did the twirl. Oh, right. And then, and then people going, this is disgusting. And then apparently in the paper there was a sexism row. Oh. Have, have I gone too woke? And I mean, I feel... <laughs> with what going on in the world today whether a dolly dealer does a 12 put the news on because there's a lot of things happening <laughs> come on dolly well absolutely yeah. brilliant so that's that's saturday night and and you're i'm sure you'll be glued to uh the northampton town extra oh, match tonight yeah. come on you cobblers well, is shack he always likes to talk through the game <laughs> oh, <right? laughs> yeah. does he leave early for the traffic as well i bet he's one of those oh, he's got You've got to go back to America, really. <laughs> You've got to leave 15 minutes early. <laughs> give us a, uh, Alan, give us a score prediction for, for the game tonight. And, and you oh, know, if. God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Come on, Alan. Come on, Alan. Uh, do you know what? 3 0 to the cobblers. Come on, you cobblers. Who's going to. the cobblers. Who's going to score, Alan? <laughs> oh, 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 God. Um, um. Oh, I don't, I don't know who he's playing. <laughs> Trevor Morley's still playing. Trevor Morley. Trevor Morley. Hat trick. He's got a car, he might have a calf strain, but you know, you never know. He's Trevor 52 now, but he could three you imagine if the ball rebounds off my cardboard cutout and goes in? <laughs> yes. Um, look, thanks so much for coming on, and we appreciate it. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. Send our love to Shaq, oh, obviously. Well, and do you know what? I'm going to start listening to talk sport. Oh, well, that's very I've kind. I've had a great time. Thank what, you so hang much. On, hang on, Alan. What, what would you suggest? How should we ease Alan in to talk sport? Oh, yeah. dry, I go drive. 
five five o'clock drive. drive. Oh, enjoy Laura okay, very much, like, Laura. That's Woods. True. Yeah, drive time. I'm just trying to eat, you know, easy meal. Yeah, Some hard hitting stuff. Oh, you want the hard hitting to me? Yeah, yeah so uh, I think so. Uh, it's uh, all good. It's, it's all good. Twenty four seven. Particularly Saturday mornings, nine to eleven. <laughs> game day warm up. And listen to Talksport oh, okay. two with your other ear, Alan. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks for your time, <laughs> thanks, Alan. Alan. Thanks so much, guys. Have a good one. Bye, mate. Bye. Uh, Cheers. Alan Carr there, um, a Northampton Town fan, next to Shaquille O'Neal at Wembley behind closed doors tonight. Um, So, yeah, good luck to Northampton and good luck to Exeter from all of TalkSport, apart from Charlie, of course. Uh, In just a second, Andy Brassel joins us. um, City. uh, Big day. uh, Last day in the Bundesliga. uh, Reprieve for Werder Bremen. You can break whenever you like. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Afternoon, all. I'm Max Rush and Charlie Baker with you, Talk Sport. Um, uh, what about Christopher Eccleston? Here's this text. Huge Liverpool fan uh, does the narration of the Anfield tour. No, it was not Eccleston who I uh, who walked Is it past. Paul McCartney, Max. It wasn't Paul McCartney. Wasn't David Morris. He wasn't Samuel L. Jackson. Says Phil. <laughs> I don't think I'd have had to Google that just to be sure. A big Hollywood actor, Stephen yeah. Burkoff. No, nope. no, nope. wasn't. Um, and now with uh, gyms being shut right now, the only way to train is at home. Uh, gym being have got you covered. UK made durable, most importantly, UK stock available now. And yeah, a lot of stock is now, so it's there. So that is good. That's you can good, save 10% with the code TalkSport at gymbeing.com uh, or for your chance to win a gym equipment bundle. Thanks to Jim Being, head to talksport.com forward slash competition. How am I spelling Jim Being there, Max? You are spelling it G Y M. B E I N G. Oh, so the word gym is if you go to. Being. And then being as in existing. If yeah. I was them, I'd, I'd try and uh, sponsor the Jim White show. It's a very good idea, isn't it? If you're interested, Jim being, it's uh, £15 a month uh, to sponsor Jim in that show. Um, now, Kevin says, I hope Charlie is feeling the shame after the Muhammad Ali memoir debacle. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it, it wasn't uh, a debacle. It was it was necessity. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It, uh, it was that or nothing. Yeah, so but today is huge for the building, isn't it? Massive. Because, you know, of, you know as you, you were saying before the show, Times Radio is just starting. You know, we've got another sister station. It's like yeah. our parents have had another baby. <laughs> That's more competition for yeah. us. And we're happy to promote TalkSport 2, Talk Radio, Virgin Times Red. It's all part of the same family. It's a, a dysfunctional one. Yeah, and um, I don't like some of the members. <laughs> no, but, but that's fine. That's fine. That's not like any family. So we thought for Autobiography Wars, we would do Bruce Forsyth, reigning champion, against 20 years of talk sport. I've got it you here. Might, I mean, there are a couple of uh, copies still available. Google available. You can buy 12 99 Max. I'm looking for, I looked for your stories in here. I bargain. Couldn't, I couldn't see any of your stories. Nope. In here. Nope. You've been here for a while, haven't yeah, you? quite a long time, yeah. How long have you been? Up to this matter. Okay. Well, just well, your okay. Favorite, as you You've got a lot of good stories. Just your favourite. I thought I might read about Trevor Nelson's no. microwave. Or... <laughs> it's just your favourite TalkSport presenters in that book. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so it's uh, it's uh, Bruce Forsyth, the 20 years of TalkSport on Autobiography Wars. Yes, it's Autobiography Wars. Uh, explain how it works, please, Charlie. I have a random number generator on my phone, Max with the numbers 1 to 279, which is the amount of pages in 20 years of TalkSport. Just so you know, the font is big in the TalkSport book. If you're not a big reader, you can you know, get through it quickly. You know, when, you, when we're finally yeah. allowed to go on holiday, lovely read. And then read it be. again. Yeah. And it's, uh, so 279 is the top number mm-hmm. we're going to be able to go to, Max. Now, yes. we've found that the uh, Bruce's Achilles heel yeah, it's right early is on. early days. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. early days, isn't it? Yes. So I don't know how that's going to be for the early days of TalkSport. <laughs> Best of three. The, the number comes Best out. Best of three. We read a paragraph each from that page. Most interesting paragraph gets the point. That's three. Autobiography Wars. Page 94. It's 
become critically acclaimed. Yep. Uh, Page 94. 94. A lot of people Bit. just tune in for Autobiography yeah, Wars. Which Why there was a full side? Such upset on Saturday uh, when uh, we used Muhammad Ali's memoir, not autobiography in Autobiography Wars. <laughs> Here we go. Touring with Collymore was never completely straightforward. Not for the people around him, and probably right. not for Stan himself. Okay. He was a brilliant broadcaster and a great addition to the radio station, but for all the magic he produced on air, he could occasionally cause mayhem off it. And I'm going to stop that story. <laughs> I was nervous there. as soon as he said it. And, and then, I mean, this is the sort of thing. <laughs> like, do you know what? Actually thinking, I've looked at that book, thought, oh, no, 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 I'm suddenly going, I might read that. Talk sport book. Don't say any more. Okay. What amazed me was... That I can read the story if you want me to, Max. No, I'm, I've just no, read no, it through. No, no, it's better, better to just leave it there. Okay. What amazed me was that just before he appeared in court, a report... This is, by the way, has moved on. Well, it's now Bruce Forsyth now. A reporter who'd got onto the story said he would love a photograph of me shaking hands with the bloke outside the police station. Do you realise how dangerous this man is, I said. Why are you trying to make out he's someone special? The photograph was never taken. I think it's 1-0 Talk Sport. I think it's 1-0. Talk Sport, go 1-0 up in Autobiography Wars. <laughs> Absolutely just... love the panic <laughs> in everybody's eyes that we can see right there. Okay, so I just read you that Collymore story or no? No, no, no. Fine. no, no, no just okay, let's let's generate... People want to know it, they have to buy the book. Buy the book. Mm. Just generate another number in Autobiography Wars. 179. A lot of people on, Bruce, um, getting little one. trigger responses when they hear Cashmere now anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, they get it when they're getting little... Here we go. So quite brilliantly, and whether or not intentionally, Brazil had VIP... V so quite brilliantly, and whether or not intentionally, Brazil had VIP tickets for not one Cheltenham lunch that day, but two. Well, <laughs> like the Vicar of Dibley. There's Christmas nothing special. like hedging your bets at a big race meeting like that. Eventually, Woods went to meet Brazil in the other VIP tent, where she found him and Ali McCoy's chatting with Sir Alex Ferguson. Brazil says, We met Fergie in the owners and trainers restaurant in the paddock. Fergie was there with Ronnie Wood and Jed Mason, who owns a lot of horses. We ended up with McCoyst, me and Fergie, chatting away all day. It was a great day. Fergie loves his horses. I feel like, like I've... Heard heard it, but yeah. you know, pretty good story <clears throat> in Autobiography Wars is Bruce Forsyth. I enjoyed doing those specials, which then continued for about three years. It's such a pity that programmes like these are never made now. There we are, that we are never given the chance to watch big stars performing sketches and songs with each other on television, unless it's a special occasion like Comic Relief. <laughs> All right. <laughs> inverted commas. <laughs> the fact that the Morecambe and Wise shows can be repeated time and time mm. again and still achieve wonderful ratings proves that there is still an audience out there hungry for this kind of light entertainment. Even in that heyday, I remember the evening news talking TV column by James Green noting the BBC has tried storyline comedy in 57 different varieties and in doing so has allowed variety to wither. Their handling of this has been inept and pathetic. Transfer to them, Bruce Forsyth, Norman Vaughan and Dickie Henderson from ITV <laughs> and they wouldn't know what to do with them. So even then, some critics were complaining about the lack of light entertainment, but it's nearly all gone now. Why? It's a crying shame for television and its viewers. I think it's 1-1. One, one. It's 1-1. One, one. One all. In Autobiography, Autobiography Wars. Wars. 
I mean, they were both pretty generic stories, weren't well, they? Yeah, but they were, yeah. I think Forsyth, Forsyth has just it had Brazil. it. Yeah. Okay, let's go for it. 20 years of talk sport versus Bruce Forsyth's autobiography in Autobiography Wars. Page 33, Max. Oh, no, early. It's tough. It's tough. You won't be out of long trousers, Bruce Forsyth. Here we go. It's be tricky. I don't know who this is by. Brazil, Alan Brazil. I end up walking into the kitchens thinking that was the way out. I couldn't get out of there. The chef was there, knife in hand, and they're all shouting at me to get out. And I'm shouting at them, I'm trying to get out. All the guests were looking in and thinking, what's all that noise in the kitchen? The remaining members of TalkSport's celebrating crew were not going to let the absence of Brazil get in the way of a good time. However, they soon decamped to the station's usual haunt, Little Italy, in London, Soho, where the party went on long into the night and into the next day. Hmm. Okay. Oh, Bruce Forsyth really stepping up. He's wasn't, worried. Wasn't Could he lose to talk sport? It wasn't, great. wasn't a great story, no. but it was pretty good. Here comes Bruce Forsyth. It was impossible for me to believe that only a couple of years before, when I had been evacuated from London with hundreds of thousands of other children with labels pinned on their coats and homemade knapsacks on their back, I had suffered from such dreadful homesickness that my parents had had to take me home three days later. Not now. No chance. I was up and I was dancing. He's won it. The Forsyth pulls it back yes. right at the end. 2-1, slams it home, and he wins another episode of Autobiography Wars. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Heard Charlie's incredibly diva request. Water <laughs> at the end of the sports news. I was news. asked what I wanted no, during what, the sports news. Water! And I thought it was over. But there we are. Water, Max. That's what I'd like. That's, no, what that's I like. absolutely fine. Water, please. Really important uh, to keep hydrated, isn't it? Through these three hour programmers. H and J. Yes. That's with what you listen to, Hawks Charlie. Hawksby and Jacobs with. Uh, Max and Charlie, you're trying mm. to do a bit of bit of the hard chair work just there, just, weren't you? Just, just had a go yeah, at it. Just trying to wheedle into had the a go hard at it, chair. Felt out my depth. Yeah. Handed it back to you. Oh, thanks very much. Um, uh, Swindon, what's the point? That's someone. That's just a, te- <laughs> a text we've had from somebody there. No, I mean that is related uh, to when we were is talking that related about. Related to something? Is it? We're talking about um, <laughs> extra playing Northampton tonight. Co- uh, commentary on Talksport Two. Uh, Wembley behind closed doors. League Two playoff final. And uh, uh, yes, so teams are in different. Two, I think that is one. Yeah, uh, Swindon. I'm assuming the point. Uh, Freddie says, uh, "Dog eats what, Marty?" That might end up on clips of the week. Um, so, how much would you pay for a personalised video message from? Uh, you got the same story? No, 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 no. Ask me the question. <laughs> from Ian Rush. From Ian Rush. Oh, well, I love Ian Rush. Yeah. Ian, thank you for the water. Oh, what an amazing footballer he was, wasn't he? Ian Rush was, I think, my favourite player growing up. And mm-hmm. I think he got me into watching football. The sight of him in that FA Cup final v Everton. Okay. When he, they, uh, 86? When they, they won 3-1. Okay. And he hit that ball into that corner that knocked over oh, that camera oh, well, it was always at the start of Grandstand yeah, wasn't it right that at the camera well, over. it was in it was when Grandstand in the bit of the music goes boom yeah, <laughs> yeah that camera would oh, yeah. yeah and Rush what a player Ian Rush okay, was anyway, but how, so much would just, you, how much would you pay for a personalised video message from Ian Rush I'm going to say £200 okay I wouldn't pay that but I'm assuming that's I'm, I'm trying to think, what does Ian value himself? It's time to pick up his phone and go, Hi, Charlie, 
Happy birthday to you. Hope you have a great day. And then... Yeah, well, uh, lower. Lower. Back to Alan Carr. <laughs> yes, lower. Um, £100. Higher. Higher. Ooh, yeah. It's boring now, isn't it? Um, £150. Lower. <laughs> £125. Higher. Oh, £135. Just a bit lower. £130. Higher. £132.50. Correct. So, no, <laughs> £132. This is a story in the it's quite specific, Daily Star uh, um, about in between us star think a palace fan james buckley uh, has earned a hundred thousand pounds in three months from p- fans paying him to basically abuse you know use one of his oh, in between yeah, sure. lines he charges 41 pounds 50 for a video message um which he does sort of his jay from the in between yeah. character but this is a, this is they're called cameo right it's got 1100 celebrities yeah, you could get on this max are you on this john not on this but you i've got a few friends who are on this you could get on this max I think paul chuckle pay... of the chuckle brothers charges 30 pounds a clip yeah caitlin jenner Charges two thousand and seventy-five pounds. Who has two more than two thousand pounds to get a video message from Caitlyn Jenner? How long is the message? Well, but just it's like what, literally one minute of their time, isn't it? So I suppose what people have worked out is what is one minute of my time worth? What's my hourly rate? What is your what this is, is one a good minute question? What would you the... say, Max? On, on what would you say is your catchphrase? <sighs> Trevor Nelson's microwave. <laughs> I don't know. Happy but birthday. I'm interested to... Uh, we could branch this out to the whole of TalkSport. Uh, how much How much would you pay? You can pick your TalkSport presenter of choice and how much you'd be prepared to pay for a video message yeah. from them. Any Of anything you wanted. You know, how Very much would nice. you pay for Mike Parry to personally eat cinnamon for you? That's what... That's my what my right. ones are the ones. Like uh, Dick Van Dyke's on this list, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. And I sort of think, I would have thought Dick Van Dyke... Does he need the money? Does he need the money? Maybe he just feels like he's keeping working on lockdown, you know. So. <sighs> but Zamo out of Grange Hill, Liam McDonald, just say no. £15. 15 quid. For him to bet he just goes, hi guys, just say no, happy birthday. Possibly, isn't it? Anyway, there you are. Eight I'm only trying to help you, Roland. Uh, Stu says, what are you talking about, Max? Man United haven't won anything yet. You're yeah. saying you must eat humble pie because they're playing better and are on an unbeaten run. Why don't you wait until the end of the season to see if they're now the real deal? Just saying, I didn't think Solskjaer would still be there. Oh. They are playing better football than I thought they would. They look. He looks like he's getting a tune out of Pogba, who I think is a wonderful... <laughs> First text, Jim White. 40p. <laughs> 40p from Jim White. Yeah, you've got to charge more. Jim's going to charge more. Than, for that. Jim's going to charge more than uh, that. I'm just impressed with how Manchester United are playing. What would Jim, Jim would do? News just reaching me that it's your uh, birthday. Yeah, exactly. It'd be Jim's, great. A, Jim's, Jim's absolutely like shooting for this. Top one, Jim. He would really be. is the best one you could do, isn't he? Um, uh, Netflix is set to make a mini series about uh, Rebecca Vardy's legal battle with Colleen mm, Rooney. Lovely. It's. Rebecca Vardy. Exactly. Uh, who would you cast in those? Who would you cast oh, as nice. Jamie and Wayne? Uh, Very in, nice. In the, uh, in, in the Netflix show. Jamie and Wayne. Yeah. Mm, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Stephen big... Graham as Wayne? Crossing the city, crossing the divide. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's good. Maybe a bit old. Don't know. I don't know. It's just, uh, yeah, so they, they, obviously they did the O.J. Simpson murder trial, didn't they? 2016 reconstruction oh, on Netflix, which was quite unbelievable. Executives believe they could give the WAG war similar treatment mm. to land another smash with viewers. Um, Wagner, this is from Matt in Lincoln. Oh, yeah. Wagner, not uh, classical music, uh, not, not opera's Wagner, but no. Wagner of early 2000s X Factor fame charges £20 on his own Facebook page for a video birthday message. Amazing. That someone well, 
Well, it's not, because if you were... The thing is, you know, it's all very different. We all have our own likes and dislikes, don't we, Max? All very niche into what we like. And if you were a really big Wagner fan, if that was your thing... Yes. You know, and, yes. and, I, was, and I was your husband, Max. Yeah, OK. I'd go, do you know what I'm going to get him? His favourite person surely to wish if, him happy birthday. Surely, if if you if, if you and I were married, yeah, right, and when, and, yeah, <laughs> and when, uh, it, it, when we're married, yeah, and if you look at me and you look into my eyes and you think, yeah. he loves Wagner from X Factor so much, yeah, wouldn't you just leave me? I mean, no. I, I have met Wagner. Max, from I, will never, a, I will never leave he's you. He's a nice, perfectly nice man, but but I don't need twenty. I don't need you to pay. To, I'd rather you spend that on something more important for the house. A lot of things <laughs> okay, need doing, okay. Charlie. Yeah, this seems like a waste of money, this gift. <laughs> hey, who do you want to hear a Christmas song from this year, Ooh, Max? Okay, good question. Think of it. Is Christmas going to be on this year? I don't know, is it off? I mean, very. Uh, it's very hard to know. Who do I want a Christmas song from this year? I mean, I presume um, Colonel Major Brigadier Tom. Oh, uh, yes, Colonel yeah, Tom. He yeah, might have one out. Yeah, I presume yes. he'll have one. Um, I, maybe maybe Piers Morgan, will he do one? Well, that'd I'd be nice, really enjoy it? that one. That'd be I lovely, think that'd be an it? excellent one. Um, it's Shaggy. Uh, Shaggy. Shaggy. Shaggy the rapper. Shaggy not, the R&B legend. It wasn't yeah. him. It wasn't me. That guy, you know, very, very good. Um, he, his real name is Orville Burrell. That's a good quiz question, isn't it? Orville. Who is Orville Burrell? It's a great oh. quiz question already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's dropping his first ever festive single. Right. And as a word of warning, don't expect snowflakes, reindeer and holly. Oh, dear. Is it going to be a smutty affair? He, he was. He reckons the track has written. He could, thinks it's going to top the charts. Okay. He's going, I've just started a new project. He's doing a Christmas carol albums. He's going to do songs with Christmas stuff. Last night, one of the lines was, "I don't want no icy Christmas. The only ice I wanted to see is my cup with some rum." Right. I don't know. I mean, How are you bringing this back to sport? I could say that Cambridge United record score of all time, John Taylor's nickname was Shaggy, but more than Scooby Doo. That's what I was about version. to say. There we are. Are your kids clever, Charlie? It's a personal question. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they are, yeah. Pretty clever. Dogs are as they're clever. They're artistic, as t- they're creative. Max, it depends what you count as clever. Well, I count creativity as very, very clever. Do you? I don't know. You know, I think I think kids are taught too linear oh, at right. school. I think okay. it's too the thought process is too linear for everybody. Sounds like are we, is this an audition for Times Radio? No, I'm just more interested in if if people can write a nice poem or a good song or draw a good picture than if they know something that I can ask Alexa if it can do. Okay, there we are. There's uh, if uh, you know, just in case there's anyone uh, who wants to become a, a doctor or anything or a scientist, there we are. Um, uh, dogs are as clever as children, according to scientists. Uh, uh, so these scientists uh, yeah. have discovered that dogs can remember things that happen to them. Okay. And they can repeat an action when told to do... You didn't need a, a scientific study to know that a dog could repeat an action. <laughs> what, like when, get a ball? <laughs> or sit. Or sit. <laughs> this is this is no... I, I, I pray these scientists are good, isn't it? Uh, they trained uh, pups to do a series of actions, surprise them with commands in real-life situations. There we are. That's good, isn't it? A nine-month-old puppy has been saved after it swallowed a stick half the length of its body. Okay. Swallowed a ten-inch stick... Have you ever swallowed anything half the length of Is that what you want to do? Have you ever swallowed? <laughs> we got into all sorts of trouble there. With, Simon says, I would pay £4.35 mm. for Max to say happy birthday to my wife and uh, and say those were your glory years. Oh. Of course, Simon, I would. I'd do it for free. Would you? Yeah. But you're obviously doing yourself out of some work there, Max. Yeah. What's what's four thirty five times sixty? An hourly rate. One in sixteen Brits never wash their car. With West Country Motors, the dirtiest. Well, that's just the way it I is. I never washed the car. Never ever washed nah, the car. It's got Max. moss on the windows. I don't care. Still goes. Still, yeah. 
don't care, do you? <laughs> no, I don't. You no care. interesting cars. I almost, I went for Top Gear. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> maybe. I have to go on YouTube to find out how to open the bonnet. I'm not a ah, man's man. This is no good. This is no good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon. This is the world's biggest sports radio station, TalkSport. Max Rush and Charlie Baker here until four. Uh, Adrian Durham, Darren Goff taking over there. David says, I would give £22 for Andy Jacobs to send me an angry voice message <laughs> with, what's the point? I hope you go down. Uh, Baz says, I'd pay £50 uh, for personal... Personalised video of Barry's catchphrase. I have no idea what's going on here, Max. Oh, yeah. uh, Patrick says, chances are I'd pay you nothing. However, the current Mrs. Rushton reciting football managers or team names would easily be worth £50. Oh. Pounds. And uh, here's another text. Dear Max, many thanks for your prompt response. Read Craig Cathcart. We'll consider the matter now closed, but only if you can get to the end of the show without wondering how much a video message from Craig would be. A true test. Yours, hopefully, Mrs. Cathcart. Especially now she's planted the seed. Yeah, P.S. Uh, I reckon he'd do it for a tenner. Do you know who I think's missing a trick, Max? You know, the, you know the, when they're interviewing players and stuff now, they've got the microphone on the end of a long stick. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, do you know I think's missing a trick? In the golf, yeah. they should have it on the end of a driver, shouldn't they? The little mic the microphone on the, on, oh, should be on the really end of a driver. Nice. It'd be a way to advertise the, the new driver, end of a driver, microphone. It's a good idea, isn't it? Really good idea. Really yeah. great idea. Uh, well done. Maybe go on Dragon's Den with that. Well, it's just the microphone's gaffer tape to a... <laughs> No, well, no, you just got to dress it up more. One word. Do you have patent pending? Not on that oh, idea, okay. no. <laughs> on a driver. There we are. On a one word. Uh, Charlie Baker suing all golfers <laughs> for using a driver. Uh, let's talk to David Pratton, Sky Sports uh, EFL presenter. Massive uh, win for Leeds uh, at the weekend. Pratt's, Pratt's, how are you doing? I'm very well, gents. How are you? Did you, speaking of microphones attached to long things, oh, yeah. see Gary Rowett and the one attached to a mop? No, I haven't seen that. Tell me more. I mean, that's how the story ended. <laughs> Tell us that. 
I think it, it from it over. I can't remember where it was, but yes, the, the whoever took the picture, it's been zoomed in, and yes, it's there's one end. It looks very professional. The other end has got uh, the pretty ends of a mop. So. <laughs> oh, that's very tremendous! Nice. Now I have a bone well, to pick. But, I have a bone to pick you with you, David. I know exactly what you're going to say, but carry on. So David Pratt was hosting Leeds Fulham at the weekend. All right, yeah. Uh, was it Saturday late kickoff, wasn't it? And it was, uh, yes, it was. Yes. There you are with your wonderful hair, and um, always, <laughs> always lovely to see you. Um, Joby Mackinough there. Uh, he's got a spit of salt and pepper. It's going on there. Jimmy Floyd has the back right in the middle, and I said, I texted David, and I said, listen. I know you've got to come off full-time and go, that was a great win for Leeds, but can you just turn to Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and just say, Jimmy, who kicked it harder, you or Tony Yeboah? Oh, yeah. It's a great question. It's we great all want question. to know the answer. I'd love to hear what Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank would say to that. Prutton, absolutely. just he didn't, he didn't dare. Nothing it, from Prutton. Absolutely. To be fair, it was my next question, but oh. I, I got, you, you know how, how these things work, Matt. You get, you get chibbied on a little bit. You get pushed away from the real kind of meat of what you want to talk about. And you have to ask about, I mean, such boring things as Ali's going to get promoted, how <laughs> that affected the result, all that type of very, very relevant near-to-the-knuckle stuff. But I was with you. I, I, I was I was left I was driving home wondering, still pondering. I'm going to say Yeboah. You I'm going to say Yeboah. You Yeboa. think What do you think, Prats? I think Yeboah, yeah. I think yeah. The, the, the two, obviously, those two goals that stick out uh, way back when, one of them does feel like if there wasn't a net and a stand there, that would still be going <laughs> somewhere in orbit. Um, so I hate to ask this one, Pratt, but but uh, does that mean Leeds are up? Well, it, it, let's let look on the uh, air on the side of positivity. Eight points away from third place, they should. I asked Jimmy the same question. He did exactly what I did, skirted around actually answering it. Um, but I, I think with regard to how they were in the first game compared to how they were in the second game, yes, Fulham were very, very good in the first half, but then Leeds went about... Um, attacking them in the second, which <laughs> there's not exactly a huge spoiler to how to win a football match. Attack the opposition more than they attack you and you might have half a chance of winning, which is exactly what they did. Came away with all three points and it should it should be enough for them, but seven games is all kinds of things that can happen. Now, that pass from Pablo Hernandez, I think in in the greatest passes in the history of football, I've always loved sharing him to Shearer, right? In Euro 96. Uh, Kaka to Crespo at Istanbul yeah. 2005 is good. Uh, that Hernandez pass is a thing of genius, isn't it? It was delightful. And it also reflects um, a very, when that team's running at its best, when that the mechanics of it are all on song, then... It, it works perfectly. The ball is played because he knows that there's going to be a winning runner. I, I've done that many a time at a very lower level and hooked it around the corner for nobody running anywhere. Again, <laughs> met with a resounding, like, who on it? what has he seen? Who has he passed it to? Evidently nobody. And I end up there with my arms in the air screaming at somebody who should have run after it. But that, uh, in that instance, worked perfectly well, doesn't it? And it, it just goes to show that uh, when he is back in the side, they missed him in the first game back, but when he is back in the side, he, nice little 40-minute second-half cameo, come on, do your bit, go back and sit down again. Now, it's obviously huge if Leeds go up. The pressure's mm. absolutely massive on them. If they do go up, what do they need? What do they need to make sure they don't come straight back down? They need a striker that could comfortably score at least 20 to 25 goals a season. Um, they possibly need a, another in midfield with legs and defensive-wise, uh, I think the full-backs, uh, they've got a, a pair of attacking full-backs that you, you would sense would enjoy the cutting thrust of going forward. Mm. Uh, whether they could hold on to Ben White, I don't know. Um, he, he, would, he seems to, or looks as though he would fit in very nicely in a, in a ball-playing Premier League football team. But 
Uh, if you look at who's gone up, Wolves, they kind of tooled up, didn't they, early on with players of Champions League standard to make sure they consolidated in the Premier League. And uh, the dynamic way that Sheffield United got themselves promoted and carried on and then supplemented that seems to have stood them in good stead. So I think that squad is a nice toe in the door for the Premier League, but I think money is needed to be spent on it, like any squad that goes up into the Premier League. Uh, now, look, that win for Brentford over West Brom was was absolutely massive for them, wasn't it? And what, what a great couple of games they've had, Brentford. Yeah, and they're, they're an immensely likeable football team, not because uh, professionally it seems I've spent a lot of my recent seasons not hanging around Brentford, because that sounds very sinister and a bit weird. <laughs> Got to hang around but somewhere, but there are yeah. exactly, exactly. four pubs, pub on each corner. Exactly. There are, they are indeed, yes. And uh, having visited probably three of those four, they're, they're, they're very welcoming indeed. Um, they, um, it, it's, it's to see the way that they play football, to see the way that Thomas Frank leads them. He, we had a, a little football show that he came on a couple of seasons ago and he, he wonderful sense of humour. Uh, this is me not instantly stereotyping Scandinavians because of the ones that I've played with and worked for, but they have a very British sensibility when it comes to... Um, like embracing what English football is, basically they like going out and drinking, like most English players do. So you know, I mean, you instantly go right, like you lot, you sort, you lot seem very, very normal. This is great, and he um, he leads that team with a wonderful sense of normality. We were chatting about when he first took over, and they couldn't buy when the defence was awful. He uh, very honestly said, "Look, I know I get the blame for it, but do you honestly think I told my centre half to stand on the ball after 90 seconds to get mm-hmm. robbed and for them to score the goal?" Which I thought was wonderfully simplistic, and he was absolutely right, but. The front three that they've got, they've done well to keep hold of. And if they if they get them into the Premier League, uh, ready for that box press new stadium just down the down the A4, then it'll be a fairy tale. It'd like. be unbelievable story, wouldn't it? Who who is um, uh, out of interest your favourite Scandinavian that you have uh, come all, across in the football in, in the footballing world? Yeah, uh, I was I was very fond of Klaus Lundqvist. He's, he's, he's a lovely chap, <laughs> a very lovely chap. He, Oh, for the snooze, yeah. Than that. You know the tobacco up in his in his gum. Which first time I spoke to him, I genuinely thought his teeth were falling out. Then I I got told and brought to speed of what that actually was. And yeah. after that, it seemed relatively normal. Seems like strange. It's quite a very popular Scandinavian habit. The sort of chewing to that sort of just in, up in there. It is a strange yeah. thing. Very quickly, League Two playoff finals on Talksport Two yeah. tonight. Northampton, Exeter. Who's going to win that one, Prats? For me, it feels. I mean, I don't want to say that Exeter. There's a hoodoo over them going to Wembley, but it appears that there's a hoodoo over them going to Wembley in recent seasons. And how monumental it was for Northampton to to get them to get their way back into the final. It feels mm. if you're going on re- recent form, which has got quite obviously a three month gap in front of it, then it feels like Northampton have got the bit between the teeth. But I sound a note of caution, uh, akin to obviously England in the Rugby World Cup and Leeds United. Back in 2007, I think, where we overcame Carlisle in the second leg of the uh, playoff semi-finals, we kind of went to Wembley and promptly collapsed. I would hope that Northampton don't do the same. And for me, it's them to go and turn over it. Yeah. They won. There you go. I knew you were playing they'll that. Beat them up. They'll I beat did, them up. I didn't know. I knew perhaps played in that. I didn't know he played in the Rugby World Cup final right. as well. well I, 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 was, I, was there in, I was there in spirit, not <laughs> The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Uh, good afternoon. You are listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Uh, just before four o'clock, uh, a special edition of Don't Ask Me from the last oh, yeah. time that you and I were on a Monday Hawksby and Jacobs together, which was the 25th of May oh, this Very year. Nice. So five questions from that show. See if you can... I've got remember. a question about today's show for you, Max. All right now. Yep, right now. Okay. In today's show, mm-hmm. 
three Northampton town managers have been mentioned yeah. in interviews yeah. outside of anything to do with Northampton town. Yeah. Who are they, Max? Do I have to name them right now, or yeah. can I oh, do I'm it just, after, Mike Ward. Him, uh, after Mike Ward's fine? Just okay, fine. That's the question. I'll, I'll ponder on that. Uh, Mike Ward from the uh, uh, Daily Star joins us now to look at uh, the TV we can uh, enjoy during the week uh, in between all the football that is currently on. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Is, is one of them the one that I should know? The answer to that question? Uh, possibly. I don't know if, how much of the show you've been listening to, Mike. But um... uh, that's a good question. Okay. Let's not give anything away. Let's not spoil it. You can have a guess if you no, want. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I mean, I know Graham Carr is one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. that was the one I was going to say. Oh, it's four. It's four, oh, then. No, just, you can't increase it every four time you Four Northampton guess. town managers. Wow, that's extraordinary. Okay, I'll have a think about that. Um, uh, right, now, Mike, let's uh, let's start then with uh, tonight, uh, Wimbledon, the best of the championships, because there's no actual Wimbledon. There's no watch. actual Wimbledon. I think they're playing it out every afternoon, to, and we can just sort of pretend. But, uh, yeah, um, Wimbledon, the championships, they're doing the thing at 8 o'clock. Do you remember about five years ago, they tried to change that highlight show in the evening, and they had, um, it was Claire Balding hosting it still, but they got rid of the old-fashioned let's just sit around a bowl of strawberries and talk about tennis. And they tried to make it a bit like sort of Top Gear mm. <laughs> and had sort of people milling around the studio. Yeah, I bet there was uproar. There must have been uproar. It that was uproar. There. And they changed touches at Wimbledon today oh, with a two, yeah, yeah. figure two for the day. Yeah. Today at Wimbledon is was it's just a brilliant, brilliant programme. It is. It? Just leave Your it. Classic. And, and, this is kind of the best they can do. So they've got all the people who turn up anyway, uh, either either there or, or via, via webcam. And they're just going to just show some best bits and do some quizzes and polls and sort of fill, fill your evening with an hour's Wimbledon. Mm. This is what you could have been having. Do you think, do you think if they just said it was going ahead and then just put on a Wimbledon <laughs> from another year, <laughs> I how do many wonder. people that, that wouldn't... Because you're kind of... Like with Glastonbury, you mean? Yeah, you're <laughs> sort of focused, aren't you? But you're sort of going, oh, I'll watch it. this one, I'll watch the... Oh, that's nice to well, see. Well, I'm working one. from home and I can just put stuff on with the volume down and it's just a, it's just a sort of wallpaper flickering away in the corner. You just can, can tell, you know, tell yourself it's, you know, it's doing it absolutely yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us about the Liverpool quiz the Liverpool quiz Ooh. Sky Sports News right. half past six tonight they did one of these a couple of weeks ago it's a half hour interactive quiz so basically you play along at home with your mobile and uh, multiple choice and it's Joe Wilson and Jules Warren hosting from I think they're going to host it from home one from their kitchen and one from their lounge as before uh, directed by my daughter that's not the reason I'm mentioning <laughs> oh, it honestly that good <laughs> And uh, yeah, so it's it's on slightly earlier than usual, but it's going to be a Liverpool themed quiz to celebrate their title win. Oh, yeah. So everything that uh, you could possibly want to know. They, or won guess. The, they won the league, Max. Didn't it? if you know they won the league for the first time in thirty might, years. Spoiler: It might be a question. Oh, on, <laughs> Who quiz. won the league? <laughs> That'd be great if they started with that, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now, he, now we get more interesting. The hidden wilds yeah. of the motorway. Nine o'clock on BBC Four on Tuesday night. That is my sort of thing. This is this is proper telly. This is uh, the, you'd think the M25 and the sort of immediate surroundings wouldn't be the sort of place where wildlife would thrive, no. where nature would flourish at its best. Uh, but Helen MacDonald, who I, I'll be honest, I, I don't know who Helen MacDonald is, but I, I do now because I've watched the programme. Um, but she's, an, uh, 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 I have to say, a naturalist yeah. who basically is a specialist in, in spotting stuff that you wouldn't expect. So she wanders around where this woodland within literally a stone's throw of the road and discovers all these incredible things that are growing despite, you know, what man has done including some of the birds have learnt to sing differently. This is quite true, because the noise of the traffic is such that they couldn't, using their old bird song, oh. uh, they couldn't, oh, um, they've had to write a new version of their song so that they could make each other heard so like over the din. Yeah. 
A remix featuring you, Cuckoo, how MC have, Cuckoo. Yeah, how do you have to change... How does a bird have to alter its voice higher, to be heard basically. over higher? Basically, you know, like uh, you know, like the uh, darkness. That song years ago. What was it? Oh, um, yes, I believe in a thing called. Yes, yeah. think of just, <laughs> Justin and that. that. Yeah, right. it's just a bit like that. I see. Yeah, take nice. it up the octave so you take can it up the be heard over the uh, articulated lorries. Yes. Yeah. Um, Celebrity MasterChef is on Wednesday, Mike. Yeah, it's back for. Uh, I think it's about the fifteenth version under the new version that before you know post Lloyd. I don't know. Lloyd Grossman never did a celebrity one, did he? he only did the no, straightforward. I do anyway. find with you know they film Greg and John. St- I don't know if they're separately, but when they're shouting at each other, yes. but they're next are they to in each the same other, room? I just why? Yeah, like if you're talking to me, a, a no one ever really shouts about a custard tart, mm. or do they? Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah, they do. Basket yeah. base, but like if you're really close to someone. Yeah. You don't need to shout about it. Although you, you say that, but the amount of people who do shout when you know, I mean, walking the dog and people sort of walking past, and there are only a couple of you know, I know you've got social distancing now. Mm. People have conversations and they ask, I think, why are you shouting? This guy's yeah, right next to you. Anyway, um, I always wonder that bit at the beginning because they also explain the rules to the, you know, John stands there saying, We're looking for the best cook in the country. And just, <laughs> we know we've been doing this. Why are you telling me this? <laughs> why are you explaining the rules of this competition we've been hosting since 2005? It's a very you know. successful program as it well is. so you know we shouldn't just be we shouldn't be tearing it apart but I love it I remember one watching one episode and I can't remember if it was a celeb version or a normal version and someone had decided on the chocolate fondant which is obviously a nightmare because yeah. you can never get the fondant to rise enough and I think it was just Greg just going don't drop it don't drop it in their ear until they eventually just dropped it because yes. someone is yelling don't yeah. drop yeah. the fondant at it's them. what you do if somebody shouts don't drop your fondant you're going to drop your fondant aren't you it's an, it's an almost inevitable uh, outcome but mm-hmm. yeah I do I do love it and and, and uh, John Barnes John Barnes it? is uh, mm-hmm. he, who's, who seems to be on a lot of telly at the moment but oh. yeah he's one of the competitors um, basically seems to be big on quantity you know his food is very much about <laughs> you know let's not get, get you know, too much finesse terrible food but look at the portions let's not go hungry Agree, yeah. <laughs> that's great. I like that it was someone just cooking a lot of food. Yes. Um, that's probably why they need to explain the rules at the start. Yeah, he, absolutely. He you don't know. weigh the food. You have to he eat just the food, we're not looking weigh for it. someone who can make the most food. <laughs> <laughs> In an hour, 20 kilos of bolognese. Mass catering. Um, Dinner lady. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Dinner ladies. Exactly. Who can make the most food? <laughs> What, they just weigh it at the yeah, end. Yeah, and they weigh it at the end. <laughs> What's the easier, heaviest meat? <laughs> I would pitch it. Um, uh, tell us about uh, Bradley Walsh and Son, Breaking Dad. Yeah, is that, this is is that come up with the name of the show? First, yeah. yeah, I think it's a little yeah. bit of that. This is this has been on before, but what they've done is because there's not a lot of telly um, sort of uh, around at the moment, they've taken two series and taken the best bits from them and put them together into a third series, mm. uh, which consists of the best bits of the first two series, plus some bits that didn't make it into the first two series, if that makes any sense at all but the one there's one bit that's sort of worth having a look again if you like to see 60 year old men falling off the back of a bull and breaking their back which is what sadly bradley does in this episode yeah they go to a a, a rodeo in waynesville ohio this is but the whole thing is basically them doing an american road trip uh and barney uh bradley's son sets up with with some help i suspect from the the production team sets up various things for bradley to experience while they're over there and one of them they they do some uh, bull riding uh, so you basically have to get on the back of this bucking bull and mm. hold onto the rope uh, with one hand while the other hand is sort of aloft yeah. in a kind of John Travolta Saturday Night Fever sort of sense and, and stay on it for eight seconds. If you stay on it for eight seconds, you win. You don't die or something like that. Um, <laughs> and he falls off after about two seconds. Oh, and, uh, you no. know, I'm not giving anything away because this was in the papers when it was first shown. Oh, uh, yeah, and breaks two bones in his back. 
Wow. Mm, it wasn't agree. worth it, was it? Oh, that's a it's not worth it. That no. is with Dave really when you go, <laughs> yeah. maybe we shouldn't have bothered with that one. That. And that must yeah. have really pushed all the refilming back. Or that yeah. to change all the other ones, the sort of lying down based yes. events that you have to... <laughs> yes, another must... sunbed you've yeah. got me doing. Yes. It's quite a series of bit, bit, bit sort of horizontal from that point onwards. Um, speaking okay. of injuries, yeah. um, uh, the uh, Thursday night uh, ambulance and uh, uh, a, a man who breaks his ankle who doesn't want to be seen. No, absolutely. <laughs> ambulance is this, face, this, is this um, Northwest Ambulance um, uh, docu soap. Docu soap. Do they still call it docu soap? Anyway, yeah, it's a sort of fly on the wall. They don't say fly on the wall either, either anymore, do they? What do they no, say? No. Observational documentary. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah, it's one of those. Anyway, it follows these people around and just watching them as they go about their business. The paramedics going you know, about their business, dealing with people in all sorts of predicaments and scrapes. A lot of it is very serious and quite heavy going, but there is a, a slight sort of irony to the first one because the guy, the first that guy they go to, has jumped from a bedroom window, uh, fractured his ankle really badly. But the uh, the twist, uh, as it were, is that. Um, that's not his bedroom window. He's he's a burglar. He's oh, jumped and he's, he's trying to make his getaway. Sorry for him. Yeah. He's lying on the ground. His face is all fuzzy, as is often the case with these things. And his voice has got that strange. I assume they put an effect on his voice, and maybe he speaks like that normally. Maybe but he's like done... one of those birds who lives near the M25. Yes, <laughs> yes. And um, so yeah, and um, yeah, they have to sort of treat him, and they have to be non-judgmental. Mm. So at no point are they had to say, "Well, serves you right, mate." Some Doesn't of those shows, I mean, like twenty-four hours in A&E, I think, is a brilliant. TV show and and, yeah. and and it's you know the the sort of the stories through it and the fact that you see at the end that all the people involved in it it's an incredibly moving show and shows oh I never get of, to the end oh really no I'm too squeamish oh, really, but, but, it know, is a great you know, show I know to, it's a great you show you have to see you know you have to see them at the end you know the and 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 I and I find it really moving I, I think it really does tell the story of just quite how brilliant doctors and it is and it's nurses a, are as well I think it's a fantastic but I I am constantly watching it from a sort of slightly TV perspective of you know, when do they say to the family, do you mind if we film all of this? Or, you know, when when do you give someone a release form when they're looking at... I know, it's a very, family, the timing. <laughs> yes. It's a very difficult job for, like, a, a runner on that show, you know. <laughs> Especially if uh, Bradley Walsh didn't sign the release form on his show. after would be broken his back. Just sign this form, Bradley. <laughs> so I'll uh, you back. Um, uh, no, we should just mention Alan Carr's oh, Epic yeah. Game Show, because Alan came oh, on yeah. the show earlier today, and he yes. was absolutely brilliant. The, so let's the give show his... peaked uh, in the first half hour yeah, today. He to was honest. so funny as a Northampton fan. But let's uh, just, just talk about Epic Game Show for yeah, because he's been each week on ITV at Harper Seven on Saturday night. He's been sort of um, doing some of these classic game shows that play your cards, cards right, and mm. um, take, your take your pick. Um, Bullseye, of course, yeah, an absolute classic. And each of them, he's giving a slightly sort of beefed up, pardon the pun, twist to the whole um, thing. So you, you're seeing it not in quite the same format as before, but okay. taking the spirit of the thing uh, and giving it a sort of modern day uh, yeah. oomph. He's, oh, a, he's a great entertainer. Uh, Brian playing tonight, aren't they? Good luck on that. Uh, are they playing tonight? No, they're playing no, tomorrow, aren't they? Man United um, tomorrow, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. that'll but, be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. Well, you're all right now, aren't you? You're, you're, well, uh, I don't think so mathematically. I'd like to think we're in a better position. Uh, you'll be this fine. Time. You've had yeah, a good lockdown. Yeah, yeah, you've, yeah. Come, you've been the opposite of Sheffield United, haven't you? You've come back and you've done I well. I do think there is a bit of that. Yes, it's strange. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Don't ask me to leave it out or turn it up or pack it in. 
Adrian and Goffey taking over in uh, uh, just a couple of minutes' time. But, uh, Charlie, don't ask me from the last time we did a Monday together. Yeah. Five questions. Can you remember what we did? Probably not. Question one. Uh, who did we interview about how he was doing co-coms on Der Classica later that evening on BT Sport, even though he wasn't oh. doing co-coms on Der <laughs> Classica later Lambert. that evening? Paul Lambert. <laughs> but he answered all the questions yeah. very politely. <laughs> and then I got a text from BT Sport going, Paul Lambert isn't doing those. Yes, Paul one. Lambert, yeah. One. Um, right. Question two. We spent far too much of the show searching for the oldest what in the UK? The oldest... We asked people the oldest how old their what was. Towel? It wasn't towel. No. <laughs> no. It's, oldest, it's not a million miles away. Oldest... What did we want to find? Oh, the old... Oh, yeah, something really, in your bedroom. Really something in the bedroom. The oldest duvet? Mattress. Mattress. Yeah, there oldest we are. mattress. Sorry, we stole that oh. item. Adrian, you can't use that yes, item. We've already done it. Mattresses, are they all that? <laughs> uh, we did a text topic on cheating after Daniel Abt had bent the rules while, while playing what sport? Oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah, bent the rules. Oh, uh, e, 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 e racing. E racing. E, e, e racing, wasn't it? Formula E. Formula E, wasn't it? Yeah. Answer. Yes. He, he'd, he'd logged his picture off <laughs> yeah. and then, despite like, never like, winning before, <laughs> yeah. won the race. He subbed in an actual yeah. esports star. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which two golfers were playing against each other in an exhibition game? It was. It was. Two golfers. I mean, I it might as well say name Tiger two Woods. Go- yes. And. Was it Rory? Wasn't no, Rory? No, no. no. Phil Mickelson. Phil Mickelson. Yeah. Philly Mick. And finally, uh, so uh, close. The Stars TV reviewer Mike Ward joined us to preview the evening's TV. Okay. On that night it was the final episode of Celebrity SAS Who Dares Wins. Oh. Do you want to quit? Yes, I do want. Obviously, want to quit. <laughs> this is absolutely <laughs> horrible. <laughs> this is really unpleasant and cold. And you know, you've woken me up at four in the morning and put a bag on my head. Can you name any of the finalists? <laughs> Um, oh, is that one from Blue Peter, wasn't it? It's not not really a good enough... Uh, Helen Skelton. No, there were two winners. Uh, Helen Skelton was in it. It was Laura Stedman oh, yeah. um, and DJ Locksmith. So DJ are. Locksmith. DJ Locksmith in the house. <laughs> <laughs> no, cutting <laughs> keys. I'm in the house. I'm not in the house. DJ yeah, Locksmith, not yeah, quite yeah. in the house yet. DJ Locksmith locked out. <laughs> Coming live and direct. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Charlie. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Max. Uh, See you Paul Saturday. and Andy back tomorrow. You'll be delighted to hear. Uh, right now, here is Mr. Adrian Durham. How long ago were all those? They were, uh, a month, month, ago. month ago. It was May, was it? Yeah, End yeah. of May. Yeah. I, oh, you did uh, really badly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Oldest <laughs> mattress threw <laughs> me. You can do oldest mattress. It went really well, Adrian. <laughs> You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.